I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. When you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can get a powerful Internet experience and nationwide coverage on the most reliable network. Choose the data option that's right for you. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets Root Score reports 2H 2020 of four mobile networks. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America first perspective. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. I love to hear from listeners. Shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. Or call the Venn line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. If your call's good, we'll use it on the broadcast at 772-245-0750. Well, I got to start today's show with a uh, an apology. I posted a pre-recorded show yesterday so I could get out on the river and restock the freezer. And um, I got caught out because between the time that uh, that I uh, posted the podcast and the time that it, fi- it uh, actually aired, uh, we had two major breaking stories yesterday. The first, of course, was uh, Michael Flynn was exonerated in the Department of Justice finally withdrew these bogus charges after dragging Flynn and his family through the mud for the last uh, three years on entirely trumped up charges. It was a frame job from the beginning and the record has now proven that. And, uh, Sidney Powell has once again shown that she is, uh, well, the, the top lawyer in the country for defending, uh, the people that everybody else are willing to throw under the bus and have their rights violated. Sidney Powell has once again stepped up and, and distinguished herself as a true champion of justice. The second story that broke yesterday after I posted was of course, um, uh, Sidney Luther. Was it Sidney Luther? Uh, the, the hairdresser, down in uh, Dallas, you know, Shelley Luther, down in Dallas, um, she was released from jail when the Texas Supreme Court stepped in and overturned uh, the left-wing Harris County Judge Eric Moyer's order jailing her for a week. At the same time, he was letting hardened criminals out of that jail. He was going to send Shelley Luther into it for daring to, uh, to open her business. Now, all businesses weren't closed in Harris County. Uh, The the big box stores are open, Walmart, uh, Lowe's, and Home Depot, and others. But um, they've decided that small businesses in particular are not essential and must close their doors. And Shelley Luther, knowing her rights 
as an American citizen, uh, refused to comply. And this this left-wing judge, a crony of Obama, um, wasn't going to take it. And she has now been vindicated by the uh, the Supreme Court in Texas. So we'll start on the uh, the first story of today, the, the Michael Flynn case. Uh, it started yesterday when uh, the chicken shit pu- uh, uh, Mueller prosecutor, Brandon Van Grack, quit the case and uh, and announced that he was uh, no longer on the case. Now, he has to have permission from the judge to withdraw from the case. So that's not clear whether or not Judge Emmett Sullivan will allow him to withdraw. But it's uh, pretty clear from the recent revelations that uh, Brandon Van Grack was withholding uh, evidence that Judge Sullivan had ordered him to uh, bring forward so-called Brady material that uh, tends to exonerate the defendant. And Brandon Grack, Van Grack, had had been caught out, uh, had been exposed as a, uh, a, a deep state, dirty cop. And rather than face the court, now that his frame job has been exposed, he he wants to just withdraw. I, I don't think that uh, Judge Sullivan is going to allow that. I think he's going to force those uh, Van Grack to stay on the case and come back in when he considers these motions that the Department of Justice, in light of these documents uh, showing that uh, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Lisa Page, and Peter Strzok purposely and, and Bill Precept purposely uh, framed Michael Flynn either in an effort to get him fired or to get him prosecuted. And, of course, it's turned out to be all a part of uh, Mueller's cover-up. Mueller was brought in after Donald Trump improbably won the election because – uh, the FBI and the CIA had engaged in this misconduct, and, and Mueller, as a perfectly reliable deep state swamp creature himself, was brought in to uh, put the incoming administration back on its heels and cover up the wrongdoing that went on in the, uh, in the federal law enforcement and intelligence agencies. So now, of course, uh, Bob Barr or Bill Barr has uh, come in. And, uh, and he also appointed this, um, this associate prosecutor out in Missouri to come in and look at this. And they have, uh, they've uncovered and brought forward all of this information. And now this, this case has fallen apart. Michael Flynn had originally pled guilty under great pressure from, from the department of justice back in January of 2017. So that's over three years ago now. He has been ruined financially. He's had to sell his house. He's been his uh, his reputation and good name that he built over a thirty year career in the United States Army, serving in combat and leading the de- de- uh, the Defense Intelligence Department, DIA Defense Intelligence Agency, uh, has been besmirched. And you've got these uh, these talking heads all over the media claiming that this doesn't mean anything. They just cannot admit 
that they were wrong. They they knew they were wrong all along. This whole thing stunk to high heaven from day one. But they're refusing to admit it. And I've got sort of a long clip here of uh, Kimberly Stossel. This is uh, one of two clips that uh, she posted on the Wall Street Journal's website behind paywalls about the targeting of Michael Flynn. Former Trump National Security Advisor Michael Flynn recently sent out this tweet, and it speaks volumes. General Flynn in 2017 pled guilty to lying to FBI agents about conversations he had with Russia's ambassador to the United States. But the government has now, belatedly, turned over new documents that add to a growing body of evidence that suggests the FBI, in fact, engineered its interview of Flynn with the sole purpose of trapping him in a lie. Handwritten notes by the former FBI head of counterintelligence, Bill Priestap, show that the FBI wasn't investigating a crime. It was creating one. What is our goal? One of the notes reads truth, admission, or to get him to lie so that we can prosecute him or get him fired. These notes uh, reek of criminal misconduct. The FBI has engaged in a lot of abuses since Donald Trump came on the political scene. Things like using a phony dossier to start an investigation of his campaign or misleading a secret surveillance court. But its treatment of Flynn has to count as one of its more outrageous acts. Would you like to revisit your comments earlier today that uh, the FBI No, the FBI broke standard protocol in the way that they came in and ambushed General Flynn and in the way that they questioned him and in the way that they encouraged him not to have White House counsel's office present. And we know that because James Comey told us that. You look at this White House now and it's hard to imagine two FBI agents ending up in the state room. How did that happen? I sent them. Something we, I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, more organized administration. FBI officials like former director Jim Comey or agent Peter Strzok have insisted for years that the FBI always operates by the book, always walks the straight and narrow path. They would not tolerate any improper behavior in me any more than I would tolerate it in them. That is who we are as the FBI. And the suggestion that I, in some dark chamber somewhere in the FBI, would somehow cast aside all of these procedures, all of these safeguards, and somehow be able to do this is astounding to me. It simply couldn't happen. Instead, we have growing evidence that the FBI and justice officials were willing to take any action, no matter how outrageous, to get a scalp. The former acting attorney general went so far as to claim Flynn violated the Logan Act, a 1799 law that has never been used to convict a citizen. There's certainly a criminal statute that that was implicated by his conduct. You wanted the White House to act? Absolutely, yes. What's also notable is the extraordinary steps the FBI has taken to cover up its actions in the Flynn affair. That includes its handling of a 2017 report by former House Intelligence Chairman Devin Nunes, which first detailed some of the FBI's questionable behavior. From the very beginning, the media was in on this. They covered up our report. We had to fight with the FBI and the DOJ so that we could get the General Flynn information unredacted, declassified. 
The good news is DOJ is doing its own review of the Flynn case, which is why we're finally starting to get the full story. And hopefully, somebody is ultimately going to be held to account. Lock him up! Lock them up. Lock up Comey. Lock up McCabe. Lock up Stork. Lock up Page. Lock up Precept. And, and indict them all and see which one of them wants to cut a deal first. Put them under the same pressure to cop a plea that they put Michael Flynn under. They threatened to, to prosecute his son if he didn't plead guilty to something so that they could turn him into a government asset and try to get him to testify against Donald Trump. To his great credit, Michael Flynn stayed true to the truth stayed faithful to the truth and, and refused to, uh, to make up stories. But this is, this is how the federal prosecutions run throughout this country. 96, over 95% of all federal defendants end up pleading guilty to some charge because the federal government has unlimited resources and you can't afford to fight them and they will destroy you. They will exhaust your ability to, to defend yourself and then threaten to, to put you in jail for the rest of your life if you don't plead to a lesser charge and, uh, and either flip or compose, make up stories on other people so that they can, they can continue their, their prosecutions. They've done it again and again. You know, they, uh, you, you could have made the argument that that was, uh, that was understandable when you were going up against the mafia that's got this code of silence, these tactics. But what they did is they employed mafia-style prosecution tactics against an incoming national security advisor, a 30-year U.S. Army combat veteran who had had a distinguished, decorated career. It is one of the most disgusting displays of federal law enforcement in our history. And absolutely somebody needs to be held to account. The reason they went after Flynn is to cover up. They knew that uh, the incoming Trump administration had very few people that knew where the bodies were buried inside the, the federal government's law enforcement and intelligence agencies. And one of them, really the only one of them was Michael Flynn. He, he posed a threat of uncovering their wrongdoing. And the Obama administration was deeply resentful of General Flynn because he had exposed their their um, apathy toward actually defeating ISIS. He, he, he pointed out that ISIS and al-Qaeda were... Uh, that the the Obama administration was really not taking the effort, the uh, actions that they needed to defeat them and asked why, why wouldn't they go ahead and deploy the U S military and allow them to, to do their job, which Donald Trump did. And, and they wiped up ISIS, rolled up ISIS after about six months. got another long clip I'm thinking about playing from Kimberly Strassel. She, she posted two of them on the, behind the Wall Street Journal's paywall. Uh, this is one where she's talking about this Mueller cover-up. 
The Justice Department this week released a double whammy. Two developments that call into question Special Counsel Bob Mueller's probe. The Department of Justice asked to withdraw its case against former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. And it also released an unredacted version of former Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein's scope memo from 2017. Now we know that the scope of the investigation was to look at Carter Page, Flynn, Papadopoulos, and Manafort as to whether or not they were working with the Russians. Now this is in August of uh, uh, 2017. You nailed it. In January 2017, the subsource disavowed the dossier, and without the dossier, there's no warrant. DOJ for years has resisted showing anyone, even members of Congress, that scope memo, which outlined Mueller's authority. And now we know why they worked so hard to keep it secret. There have been people who have been uh, uh, making threats privately and publicly uh, against me uh, for quite some time. And I think they should understand by now the Department of Justice is not going to be extorted. We're going to do what's required by the rule of law and uh, any kind of threats that anybody makes uh, are not going to affect the way we do our job. We have a responsibility and we take an oath. That's the whole point. It's because Mueller was investigating allegations from the infamous dossier, which had already been debunked. And he was doing this even as he refused to look into claims that the dossier itself was Russian disinformation. When you talk about the the firm that produced the steel reporting, uh, the name of the firm that produced that was Fusion GPS. Is that correct? Uh, I, I'm not familiar uh, uh, with uh, with that. I, well, uh, let, you, let me just help you. Uh, it, it was. It's not. It's not a trick question. I mean, it, it was Fusion GPS. Now, Fusion GPS produced the opposition research document widely known as the Steele dossier, and the owner of Fusion GPA was uh, someone named Glenn Simpson. Are are you familiar with This is outside my purview. The evidence is, in fact, growing that Mueller was named primarily to legitimize the many mistakes the FBI and DOJ had already made to try to squeeze something, anything, out of this fiction of a narrative that people like James Comey kept going long long after they knew it wasn't true. You called the dossier unverified, salacious. Why did you use that to the FISA court to ask for surveillance for Carter Page? Not only use it, but you led with it. A bulk of that FISA application deals with that dossier. Why? Yeah, that's not my recollection, Brett. And I don't know that the FISA application has been released. My recollection was it was part of a broader mosaic of facts that were laid before the FISA judge to obtain a FISA warrant. Meanwhile, This week's DOJ withdrawal of the Flynn case also raises questions about Mueller's purpose. Even the Justice Department is now acknowledging that the FBI's interview of Flynn was inappropriate. Yet Mueller pursued him, threatened him, and demanded a guilty plea. That's just not how justice is supposed to work in America. He was entrapped, and entrapment is unconstitutional. It's a violation of your due process. Well, he was entrapped after... The FBI's own investigation exonerated him, said, quote, they were unable to find any derogatory information with regard to Flynn. Peter Strzok stepped in and stopped the case from being closed. And then this cabal in the Department of Justice orchestrated this this entrapment of Michael Flynn that uh, James Comey went to the 92nd Street Y in Manhattan and bragged about. And the the audience there was chortling and, and laughing about it.
and probably no character in this saga is more despicable and really uh, destructive of our democracy than pencil neck Adam Schiff. And Adam Schiff was reacting to uh, to these charges being dropped uh, in a perfectly predictable way. He's claiming that it wasn't it wasn't him that was uh, leaking and lying and uh, and releasing classified information <clears throat> to try to drive this media narrative. It wasn't the crooked uh, intelligence agencies and law enforcement agencies under Obama. It's Bill Barr who has gone in and actually produced real evidence in the handwriting of the conspirators that set about destroying Michael Flynn and trying to cover up their wrongdoing in the 2016 presidential election. Flynn ran to a, a very friendly venue, MSNBC, after the charges against Flynn were withdrawn and had this to say. First, let me just ask your reaction to the Department of Justice's move here. Chris, I think we lost 50 years worth of ground in solidifying the independence of the Justice Department after Watergate. Uh, This really puts us back in the category of almost an emerging democracy where the rule of law is not yet firmly established, where prosecutorial decisions are made on the basis of politics. Uh, Here, you know, Bill Barr once again doing the political dirty work for the president in making a case go away that the president tried to get uh, Jim Comey to make go away and then fired him when he wouldn't. Well, he fired Jim Comey because he discovered that Jim Comey was lying to him, saying that the president wasn't a target of an investigation. He was telling that publicly when, in fact, they had a whole um, a whole team trying to bring down the administration. And in that clip right there, pencil neck Adam Schiff stands reality on its head. You don't want a rogue uh law enforcement agency like the Department of Justice and the FBI doing the political dirty work of an administration like uh, the Obama administration and its determination to uh, to get Hillary Clinton elected and, and uh, defeat Donald Trump using uh, the most powerful intelligence and law enforcement agencies in the world toward political ends. So Donald Trump has not intervened in this except to bring in new uh, leadership. And if you want to cast aspersions on Bill Barr, you have to answer the underlying evidence that he produced. Reality means something. Truth means something. And we've seen again and again that after a three-year-long nightmare, the truth is finally coming forward. And it's coming forward because of the determination and fidelity to truth of Sidney Powell. Here's Sidney Powell speaking about Adam Schiff. Oh, thank you so much, Lou. We are both obviously relieved and gratified that we have an attorney general and other attorneys in the Department of Justice now with enough integrity to bring the truth to light. 
and agents who are willing to help dig for it until they find, found it and then expose it so the public can see it. The government made a significant filing today. I haven't even had a chance to read all of it yet. There are a number of additional exhibits attached to it. Mr. Schiff wouldn't know the truth if it poked him in one of his bug eyes because General Flynn's plea was neither knowing nor voluntary, and both those things are required for a guilty plea in the United States of America. This is the restoration of the rule of law and a huge step in the right direction toward getting rid of the people who have deliberately sought to subvert a lawful election and the will of the American people writ large and this president's presidency. Man, it is so... Uh, good to finally have some of this coming out. And I, I believe that this is going to be just the first of many shoes to drop as John Durham continues this investigation. If these people were so arrogant and foolish to document, to actually write down the outlines of their frame up against Michael Flynn, what's our goal to get him fired then I have no doubt that there's a lot more uh, evidence to be found. But don't expect any of these uh, these people in the media or in the Democrat Party that perpetuated this hoax against America to admit they're wrong. You'll be waiting a long time for that. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take a, a, a deeper look at this, and uh, we'll also cover the latest developments out in Texas and New York and California. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. If you have thyroid eye disease and your eyes feel like they're getting kicked in the backside... It might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. He is obviously an extremely uh, disturbed and deceitful person. Chef. We sought the truth from the very beginning of my appearance in General Flynn's case. That is what we are getting. I'm sure there's still more mm. to be revealed, but we have made a huge step in the right direction thanks to the real lawyers and agents in the Department of Justice who seek truth and not convictions. Well, that uh, the truth actually coming to light at long last is absolutely driving Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and all of the Democrat talking heads as well as the media absolutely crazy. And they're trying to characterize this as some sort of miscarriage of justice. 
they ignore entirely the actual evidence that has came forward. They just don't address it, showing that the charges that they were looking at Michael Flynn for had already been investigated and there was no predicate for an investigation to come forward. It was ready to be closed when Peter Strzok rushed in, said stop it, and then coordinated this setup that James Comey later bragged about. And I'll tell you somebody else that needs to uh, be held to account is this new FBI director, Richard Ray, who had all of this evidence available to him and made no effort to bring it to light and to set justice straight. You can't have somebody as the director of FBI that is so um, adverse to actual justice being done. Rod Rosenstein also needs to, to explain why he included in his uh his instructions to Robert Mueller, his so-called scope memo to investigate the steel dossier or allegations made in the steel dossier. When it was already shown by that point, two months earlier that the steel dossier was bogus and that it came from Russian disinformation. It was part of an opposition research smear job conducted by Hillary Clinton and her campaign. And we had a two-plus-year-long $40 million witch hunt that we know now was all designed to cover up for the FBI, James Comey, and the CIA, John Brennan. But as I say, if you're waiting and expecting the media that participated in this, this sham and received Pulitzer Prizes in order to do it, if you're waiting for them to admit that their coverage was all wrong and that Michael Flynn was targeted, you'll be waiting a long time. Here's a montage of their coverage in the, the wake of yesterday's developments. It's a pretty dark place on social media. The very first comment after the story broke that I saw on Twitter was, Putin, if you're listening, high five your asset. And there are Russian flags and Russian memes popping up. And now we That was Brian Williams continuing this this modern day McCarthyism that somehow exonerating Michael Flynn of lying to the FBI about a conversation that he held as the incoming national security director with the Russian ambassador that simply said that, that the president intends to keep his campaign promises to improve relations with Russia is somehow uh, nefarious. Donald Trump was elected by the people on a platform not to, not to continue this uh, escalation in tensions with the nuclear armed Soviet or uh, Russian Federation. And, uh, and they dusted off the old McCarthyism while at the same time, I got to mention ignoring the real threat that's coming from the actual communists in China. Back to this montage. 
names popping up. And now we see Bill Barr really just doing Donald Trump's dirty work. Now he has in his back pocket a little AG who saw to it to let Flynn go. It is, uh, I think, breathtaking dishonesty from the Justice Department. This is the collapse of the Justice Department. Now, Katyal, you caught my breath with the collapse of the Justice Department. This is a case where the fix was in. The fix is in. Not good for the rule of law. It's not good for morale. And it's not a fair outcome. This is an absolute injustice. I don't worry anyone who, who cares about the rule of law. Mike Flynn's lawyers have been engaged in a smear campaign. This is a political and incredibly destructive thing to the rule of law. It's all heading towards the president wiping the Mueller investigation uh, out of the history books, at least as far as criminal convictions. Well, you don't have to wipe the Mueller investigation out of the history books. Robert Mueller did a very good job of that during his own testimony when he showed that he wasn't even aware or claimed that he wasn't even aware who Fusion GPS was. If he actually didn't know who Fusion GPS was, then it, it's, it's just stark evidence that it was the despicable and uh, known cor- corrupt dirty cop Andrew Weissman that was running that investigation. And he was doing it on purely particle, uh, partisan political purposes. No, they're not going to admit they're wrong. They've got their, their Pulitzer Prizes that have uh, have since been totally discredited uh, to to hide behind. So, you know, now at this point, uh, we just have to take the satisfaction of the liberal tears and uh, and have no faith or sympathy for their their opinions whatsoever. Crush your enemies. See them driven before you. And they had a lamentation of the women. <laughs> Crush your enemies. These people have to be crushed. They can't be negotiated with. They can't be reasoned with. Evidence doesn't sway them. They, they just ignore the evidence. You, you heard on that montage, none of them ever even look at the actual physical evidence in the handwriting of the wrongdoers. They just ignore it and move right on. Crush your enemies. See them driven before you. And they had a lamentation of the women. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I'm one of these uh, people that agree that Michael Flynn should be brought back into this administration immediately. First of all, he, he needs to, that needs to happen in order to restore his good name and reputation. And second of all, he's badly needed in the administration. Now, you can't put him in any position that would require Senate confirmation because it would just be a shit show, but you most certainly can put him. Um, I don't think the national security advisor requires, um, confirmation. You can put him back in that spot and let him continue, uh, his, his good work in that area. Ilhan Omar, probably, uh, almost undoubtedly the most despicable character that's ever been elected to the U S Congress took Twitter yesterday and claimed that, uh, Michael Flynn was exonerated, not because of all the evidence that came forward, but because of white privilege, <laughs> Michael Flynn, he's white. Yes. 
He's also a 30-year decorated combat veteran and uh, former head of the Defense Intelligence Department. He was purposely targeted by the Obama administration, framed, financially destroyed, threatened, had just been drugged through um, broken glass for the last three years. And that's white privilege at work, according to Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar, a black refugee immigrant that's sitting in Congress right now and has been exposed of having committed multiple felonies, marrying her brother, immigration fraud, uh, taking um, money, uh, college aid under false pretenses. She's not been prosecuted. She sits there somehow receiving some sort of privilege. I don't know if it's black privilege or immigrant privilege or refugee privilege or left-wing privilege. But she's gotten away with it all, at least up till now. And she has the nerve to take to Twitter and accuse General Flynn of, of enjoying white privilege. I would like to know something. At, at what point are we going to get around to asking Barack Obama what he knew and, and how he knew it and when he knew it? And we saw that, um, that Susan Rice memo at, as she was walking out the door of her office that claimed that uh, Obama had instructed that everything be done by the book. That, to me, is an indication of a consciousness of guilt. They knew that what they did was wrong and that uh, someday, eventually, it would come to light. And she's trying to inoculate Obama and herself from participating to the in it. But to this day, to this day, nobody has ever asked Barack Obama what he knew about this and when he knew it. It's, it sort of reminds me of how they're treating these uh, sexual uh, assault allegations against Joe Biden. He conducted <clears throat> something like two dozen interviews after Tara Reid had made her accusations, and none of the so-called reporters ever asked him about it. So we've got um, we've now got uh, Richard Grinnell over at the uh, office of. Uh, what, what do they call it? The, uh, the office of, over all of the intelligence agencies office of the director of national intelligence, DNI. And he's releasing documents that are showing that, uh, Adam Schiff was misleading the public and, uh, and leaking information, classified information to the media. And uh, he's posted these 53 uh, newly declassified transcripts that uh, Adam Schiff was hiding. When Adam Schiff found out he was going to release them, uh, he, he released them as well. But his, his plan, as now being learned, was to release these, uh, you know, piecemeal to try to create a narrative and, and uh, give his media defenders something to work with. But uh, I sure would love the opportunity to buy Sidney Powell a drink. I mean, uh, you know, this she is a uh, a figure now in American 
jurisprudence uh, on the, on par with Clarence Darrow and and other uh, great defenders of justice. If they ever come for me, I'm going to use my my one phone call to call Sidney Powell. Hell, I'd like to put her on retainer right now. I don't know if I could afford her. Oh, hey, I got to run out to a break. Stick with me or I'll be right back. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-957-6209. 800-957-6209. That's 800-957-6209. Well, the other big story yesterday was that uh, Shelly Luther, the Dallas, Texas salon owner, that that uh, defied the orders to destroy her own business and was sentenced uh, to jail by the Democrat Harris County left-wing judge Eric Moyer was released. Shelley Luther was released from that jail yesterday um, by a order of the Texas Supreme Court that pointed out that especially in light of the fact that Harris County is releasing hardened, violent criminals from the jail because of coronavirus, putting together a, uh, or putting a, a tax paying law abiding business owner in jail when there were other options like, um, fines was totally uncalled for. So Eric Moyer has been overturned on appeal and made a fool of, but here's a, uh, a video clip from yesterday of um, of Shelley Luther being released from that Harris County jail. Judge Eric Moyer, I don't know what he was thinking, but he messed with the wrong girl. Uh, the good people of Texas were not going to stand by and see this miscarriage of justice. 
Lieutenant Greg, uh, Governor Greg Abbott actually is paying the $7,000 fine, uh, fine that Judge Moyer meted out. This guy likes to let criminals out of jail and lock up law-abiding taxpayers. And this is part of a larger um, picture that we're seeing uh, in these Democratic states and counties where they're drunk on their power and have absolutely no, um, no perspective on the damage that they're doing to, uh, to the citizens. Here's a clip of Lori Lightfoot, who somehow got elected as mayor of Chicago, one of the great cities in this country. I mean, you look at her and you listen to her talk and you just cannot imagine how We've come to the place where you've elected this as the mayor of Chicago. Now, I've directed Superintendent Brown to order all police districts to give special attention to these parties. And this is how it's going to be. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. There should be nothing unambiguous about that. Huh? Don't make us treat you like a criminal. But if you act like a criminal and you violate the law and you refuse to do what is necessary to save lives in the city in the middle of a pandemic, we will take you to jail, period. What law is she referring to? Is she, I guess she's referring to the Illinois governor's executive order that was never passed as a law. That was simply an edict. Never went through the Illinois legislature. And you got to keep in mind, this is the same Lori Lightfoot that uh, was caught violating her, her very own um, so-called laws when she went out, didn't social distance, and instead got a haircut. Yeah, I guess she went to a salon, a salon similar to the one that uh, Shelley Luther operated. So I'd like to bring you the the regular clip of her response when she was caught violating her own uh, order, but um apparently it's been scrubbed off of YouTube and Twitter. I wasn't able to find the actual clip, but I was able to find a goof of her clip uh that it, this is actually her speaking, but they have altered her voice. Stand by with me here while I pull it up. Well, in case you weren't able to understand that, Lori Lightfoot points out that she is the face of Chicago. And her appearance is important, and she takes her personal hygiene very seriously, you see. So these rules that she's threatening to take other people to jail for don't apply to her. I found another uh, funny clip online about what uh, Lori Lightfoot is really saying. Y'all got me fucked up. Do what I say, stay in the house, and don't worry about who is or is not cutting on my hair. 
everybody do this or I'm going to stick my life foot in your ass. Thank you for stepping up by sitting the fuck down. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for stepping up by sitting the F down. I'm going to play that again. It was funny. Y'all got me fucked up. Do what I say, stay in the house, and don't worry about who is or is not cutting on my hair. Everybody do this or I'm going to stick my life foot in your ass. Thank you for stepping up by sitting the fuck down. <laughs> you know, it would, be, uh, it, would be, it would be funny if it weren't so sad. These projections and, uh, and the, the current data don't support continuing to lock down this economy. Uh, what justification, you know, we've got a, I think it's the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution that says that uh, equal treatment under the law. Where can they say that some businesses, big businesses, businesses that have big corporations behind them that donate to campaigns, they can remain open. But small businesses where people rely on that income for survival, their very survival, they have to close. Out in California, the uh, the voters out there are starting to chafe against uh, Gavin Newsom's order to remain closed. He's, uh, he's claiming that he's going to start easing these orders, but um, we don't know what he means by that. I guess he means that he's going to allow the people in Orange County to return to the, the beaches. He hasn't uh, made any commitments on reopening business. Here's a report from CBS Los Angeles. Across the state, people are defying California's stay-at-home orders and insisting it's time to open up. We are going to gather together and hold church service whether he likes it or not. That included hundreds of church members who protested at the state capitol and others who joined them calling for an end to stay-at-home orders. Parts of those orders will be modified Friday, but some say it isn't soon enough. I feel like our governor declared war on public space. And multiple small business owners in the state aren't waiting either. Marsha Miller reopened her salon in Yuba City, just north of Sacramento, in defiance of health orders on Monday. And a few clients did show up. And I cried through the whole thing because I couldn't. I was so happy that it turned around on me. The joy. You know, uh, these people have invested everything in getting these businesses going. Years of their life, their blood, sweat, and toil, and all of their financial resources. And now the government just wants to step in. And if that weren't enough, up in Ventura County, just north of Los Angeles, the uh, county health director there uh, let slip that they've got plans with this so-called contact tracing to remove people, family members, from the households. We will be giving intensive training to these people. Contact tracers. Training not only for identifying and finding contacts, but also in terms of how to be sensitive about doing it. We'll be sensitive while we rip the children from your house to protect them from a, a virus that doesn't affect children hardly at all. We also realize that as we find more contacts, some of the people we find are going to have trouble being isolated. For instance, if they live in a home where there's only one bathroom and there are three or four other people living there and those people don't have COVID infection, we're not going to be able to keep the person in that home. We're not going to be able to keep that person in 
that home, says the Ventura County Health Director. He came out later that day and said that his uh, his statements were misconstrued, that he wasn't talking about purpose, uh, um, forcefully removing family members. But it's uh, it sounds very similar to what uh, one of the directors over at the World Health Organization said uh, back in late April. In most parts of the world, due to lockdown, most of the transmission that's actually happening in many countries now is happening in the household, at family level. In some senses, transmission has been taken off the streets and pushed back into family units. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a, in a safe and dignified manner. A safe and dignified manner as they drag your children from your home and put them in some sort of quarantine isolation. And again, I got to say, none of the data support this. We now know that as the world health organization official there admitted that this virus spreads indoors, there's no reason to shut parks or beaches or boat ramps. That's where you want people to, uh, to be. You want them out there, uh, reinforcing their, immune system and getting outdoors where we know that uh, heat and humidity kill this virus. I've got a clip here. Let me see how long this is. Uh, This is a clip from Richard Epstein appearing on John Batchelor's radio show talking about Andrew Cuomo uh, and his refusal to reopen New York State. Governor Cuomo, uh, 10 days ago, was talking about we have to make the transition. It has to be gradual. We have to be careful. His latest pronouncement has just been the height of ignorance. He says, well, everybody knows that life is sacred and there should be no trade-offs. There's no price that you can put on a human life. Well, the difficulty you get with that particular situation is the first person who comes in is entitled to infinite resources because you can't put a price on the life. And then after you've exhausted all your resources, people further down the road who could use the materials and support greater don't get anything. Everybody who's ever been in this business when it comes to emergency room situation understands the importance of triage. This is not a market mechanism. Is those people going to get better anyhow? You don't spend a lot of resources on them. Those who are going to die anyhow, you don't spend a lot of resources on them. You spend it on those people in the middle group where you have the maximum impact. It's all a set of trade-offs. And he has now got himself into this kind of moral absolutism, which is so far away from what kind of temperament that you need need to solve this problem that I think he's incapable of making correct decisions unless somebody really takes him by the lapels and shakes him to the point where he realizes that uh, all New York City is not even. You have all the problems in the suburbs. This is a huge state, and it turns out he seems to be angling to keep things shut as long as they should be rather than trying to figure out what things you could open up first with what level of safety and not. I'm, I'm very disappointed. I mean, I was never a fan of Governor Cuomo. but Governor Cuomo determined to keep New York State locked down is the darling now of the Democrat Party, despite the fact that he sent those old folks back to the nursing homes to spread this virus. They're talking about replacing Joe Biden with Andrew Cuomo. It's amazing. He also wants uh, the volunteers that came to New York to help in their crisis, he wants them to pay state income tax. Well, we got to go. I want to thank you for joining us today and invite you back here tomorrow for another edition of Right Now on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. 
Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva paper towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Almost half of D.C.'s traffic fatalities come from impaired driving. These deaths are 100% preventable. Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. Never drive impaired. D.C. police are arresting drunk and drugged drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. A message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department.